Hey all you Forexers, Kelly Johnson here from the Forex Formula. Today we have a really exciting episode for you. Some really good information and I hope you guys get a lot of value out of this. I've got Suzanne Doyle Ingram with me today and she has prominencepublishing.com. She helps people publish books. You know what she's done? She's written a few books that have featured uh, top realtors in different areas of the United States and Canada and they've published these books. These realtors now have them, they're in the book now, getting instant credibility. Now there's some other realtors in that book too, but they get to be able to show those books. They can have them at open houses. They can uh, give them away as gifts, but it, but it has a lot of information where they've been, been able to write a chapter. Now with the 4X formula, I'm looking to take it a little bit of a step further and I'm gonna be talking more to Suzanne about figuring out a way to leverage uh, books to help out Forex agents. So to learn more about why this is a good idea for one thing, and I believe it's genius, because here's the reason, Here's let's talk about this for a second. People make brochures all the time. Have you ever made a personal brochure? Have you ever made a brochure that you drop off to people or it's part of your kind of uh, listing package or your little thing, or maybe you're thought about doing a brochure, but you're not really sure what to do? Well. What most people do in their brochures is they're, they utilize a lot of information that they get from their franchise. And so a lot of the brochure is involved with um, the, first, the first thing that people think about is, is bragging about themselves and bragging about the company that they're part of. Now, there's nothing wrong with that, really. There's nothing really wrong with that. But if you're a new agent or you've only been in business a little bit little bit, and you're taking this course now and you want to elevate and level up and, and, and be an awesome realtor, but you're not feeling like you're there yet, it's kind of hard to, to do a brag brochure about yourself, right? So what do you do? You just talk about your company and you talk about the things you offer in your company. But a Forex agent builds relationships. That's, that is the, the core of our, of our real estate business and our real estate training program. So if you build relationships, wouldn't it be great if the information that you give to other people, maybe let them know a little bit about you? Maybe they got to learn a little bit about you. They, they figure out how they can relate with you. I went to a marketing company's course, paid a bunch of money. Uh, I had to stay over in hotels and I, and I, and I, and I listened to the three-day course. And the, whole, the crust of the whole thing was to create a relevant piece of marketing materials that all spoke the same way, the colors, the, the branding, the, the style of it, um, the words that are inside it, the titles, the hook lines, all that kind of stuff, all pointed to get people to know you and then figure out how they can relate to you. That's what it was all about, that whole course, that whole weekend. So if someone's doing these courses and spending all this money and charging all this money <laughs> to teach that obviously it's pretty important and so anyway talk soon let's shoot over to the video hi i'm kelly johnston founder of the forex formula and the big question is this how are real estate agents like us able to create a constant stream of commissions and a constant stream of leads while enjoying life without wasting big budgets on branding, without working crazy hours, without worrying where the next deal is coming from in today's real estate market? This podcast is here to reveal the answers.
Welcome everybody. Hey, all you Forexers. We've, uh, we've got a great guest for us today. This is episode 51. And I told you in episode 51, I'm going to start uh, talking to different people that I believe will give value back to you. And uh, so today I'm really excited. We've got Suzanne Doyle Ingram with us. And uh, it's funny when I, I, I forgot the Ingram when I first Googled uh -huh, yeah. There's a lady who has a fantastic voice in England. It's been all <laughs> over the internet. <laughs> I know. I hear that all the time. And I'm like, oh, whoops. I forgot to put the Ingram in there. I apologize for that. But anyway, I thought it was a funny story. But Suzanne is uh, an author, speaker, business owner. She's the owner of Prominence Publishing. And she's helped over 700 business professionals write books. She's personally written and co-written 17 books of her own. And Suzanne's passion lies in helping others succeed, which is awesome. Most people just write books and they just want to sell a bunch of books. Your passion in your, in your, in your talent is to help other people succeed. And that's fantastic. Uh, she speaks at business events, also hosts in-person workshops and consulting. She has three online writing programs that help people write books in as little as eight weeks. Mm -hmm. Visit eightweekauthor.com. Uh, for the last 10 years, Suzanne has been helping other businesses and professionals write and publish books, which is so cool. And uh, we're definitely going to be talking because uh, I'm in the middle of doing that anyway, by default. And, um, and I've been looking at different ways of trying to figure out how to, how, to, how to approach the whole idea of putting a book together and, um, and organizing thoughts. And, and then what do you put into it? Like, do you put story into it? And then, you know, do you do all that? And then you, and then, or is it just applicable stuff? Is it stuff? Oh, I'll help you. I will help you. Yeah. It's crazy. So my brain is all over the place on it. And so I need somebody to just tie it all down, organize yeah. it and make it valuable for people. Cause that, that has to be, you know, it's, you know, why, why even do it? <laughs> yeah. It's so important. I always say to people, uh, what's in it for the reader? Yeah. Cause nowadays if, if you're asking someone to read your book, you're, you're asking a lot because everybody's so busy. You're basically yeah. saying to someone, I know you don't know me from a hole in the wall, but could you give me 10 hours of your time for free? Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. has to be valuable. Right. And, and I think it's really important to know what you want out of your book before you even start writing because you, then you can reverse engineer and yeah. get it super organized before you start writing. Yeah. 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 And what kind of result can we achieve? out of that. They should be changed after that. Unless you're just writing a storybook. Yeah. But it, and, and it's just for entertainment. But if someone's reading a book that is to apply to something and create a result out of that. And then and you know how to come up with a title is there's so many things I want to accomplish for people like to take them on a journey of self discovery, but also at the same time, apply things along the way and be accountable to those things that they're learning along the way. Because once you learn something, you're accountable to that. Like there's there's no turning back, right? Yes. Yes. You know, I know. I know. If I don't apply it now, I'm the bonehead. I just learned it. I know. I know. And I know. so I'm hoping that's what happens with people as they go along, but we want to encourage them along the way. They want to see, you know, the benefits of the results. So, ah, man, that's, that's got to take an incredible amount of talent to, to get that to happen in books. Yeah. And, you know, it's really important to know who your reader is too, because mm -hmm. the people who are going to read your book are different than your listeners right now. Your listeners right now, some of them I believe are realtors. And so a real estate book wouldn't be like that. A real estate book is quite different than the book you're writing. So I always want to work with people on, uh, you know, knowing your why, why are you writing a book and what do you want your book to do for you? And then who are you writing it for? 
What are the things that keep them up at night that they're worried about that you can actually answer in your book? When they read your book, they think, oh my gosh, this guy's a genius. How did he know I was worrying about that? You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's all these little kind of tricks, mm -hmm. not tricks, but mm -hmm. skills that you're going to want to put in your book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think if someone can relate to the journey, I think that's important. Um, and then, and then you go back to that and you go, well, gosh, is anybody going to care about my journey? <laughs> like, you know, who am I? No, I know, guy, right? but, but there's, but I have an answer for everything. <laughs> so yeah. the thing is when you're writing your book, it's always important to include credibility and vulnerability. Do so you want credibility so they know that you know what you're talking about, but not too much or you come across as you're arrogant, right? Right. And then if you want vulnerability so they go, oh, it hasn't always been easy for him. And especially in real estate books, you might want to have a little bit of vulnerability around. I remember when I bought my first house, yeah. I didn't know what kind of realtor to choose. I didn't know anything about home inspections. I didn't know about financing. So the reader goes, oh my gosh, that's totally me, you know? So. Mm -hmm. It's really important to have vulnerability in there too, but not too much. And I really believe it has to relate to the top of the book. It can't be something yeah. like when I was backpacking in Madrid, I got beat up by somebody with a knife. And it's like, what has that got to do with anything to do with yeah. that? You know? yeah. So um, there's all these things that I teach my students and my clients to make sure are included in their book because it really helps in a long run. Very cool. Very cool. So the target market of this podcast is realtors. Now there may be some other people that listen to it. I actually think a lot of the, the things we talk about and the principles in our podcast um, really could apply to, to life. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, I talk about the realtorpreneur. I kind of coined that phrase. Oh, that's great. I love it. And I haven't heard anybody else say it. So TM, all right. Yeah. Anyway, but <laughs> realtorpreneur, I, because that's what we are. You know, we're not just realtors. We're, we're entrepreneurs running a business within a business. And, 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 and until someone gets into that mindset, they're never going to make it in real estate, in my opinion. I mean, they can, they can be a hobby. if they Dabble. You can dabble. You know, if you've got someone that's supporting the family and it's just yeah. for fun, yeah. great. Totally different story. But someone wants to get in the top 20%, they've got to be thinking like a realtorpreneur. That's, that's, that's my idea. So yeah. anyway. What was I getting to? See, there I went. I went on a tangent. You're talking about your target market is real. Thank you. So the target market, I believe, is people who buy into that concept. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I don't think they're going to be listening to my podcast unless they care about that, unless they want to be that yeah. and get into that top 20% and improve their life and, and actually create the dream real estate business, which I, I talk about all the time. Mm -hmm. And to me, the dream real estate business is a business that you're not working 60 to 80 hours a week. You're not spending tons of money on branding and all that. You don't need to, yeah. you, you, you know, you can build your business organically very quickly if you do things right and, mm -hmm. and be able to travel and not worry about business going somewhere else because you're away, mm -hmm. you know, having that business where people go, you know what, I'll wait for you when you get back, have a great vacation. That's awesome. Like yeah. that kind of business, 50% of your business is coming in from referrals. That is a dream business to me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Best business. I'm not trying to attract strangers. I'm attracting people that I already like, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, but I get it. I, I gotta say, um, if I wasn't a book publisher, I would be a realtor. I think it's the most amazing profession. My mom was a realtor for 25 years. And yeah. I mean, yeah. I love what I do now and I work on a lot of real estate books and every time I do another real estate book, I'm like, Oh, I really should be a realtor. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> well, that's I cool feel, because that means it's, it's, it's inspiring then. 
Yeah, it is inspiring. I, I think it's an amazing profession. And I think if you know even a little bit about marketing, it seems like it's going to put you way above all the other realtors in your town. People yeah. who are listening to you right now are going to be farther ahead than people who are not on podcasts and improving themselves in some way. Yeah. And it just takes that little bit extra. And yeah. if you have a book, I think that that does yeah. so much for you as a realtor. That's really cool. And actually, let's talk about that. So you've created books for realtors. Yes. And you've had the privilege of listening, not only that, having a mother that was in the business for 25 years, but um, listening to all these stories yes. and then putting them into a book format. And the people that you're talking to are top producing people, I would say, right? Yes. Most of them would have been. Not struggling people, right? So I'd make it, you know, I make that educated guess that they're in the top 20%. So through that, as you as you've taken all their stories and listened to all their stories and you put them into a book, has there been almost like a through line of stuff that that you've kind of gained from that, just from talking to them about what makes a realtor successful? Oh wow. Um it's always about the relationships. It always comes down to the relationships that they have with their clients. And like you're, like you're saying, I mean, I was actually surprised you said 50% referral because a lot of my clients even have a higher, higher rates of referrals, mm -hmm. you know? Um, totally. So I think that's what I hear from them over and over and over again. Uh, but, but getting back to stories, I think it's, again, always thinking about the reader. So if mm -hmm. a realtor wants a real estate book, it, I believe it can't just be a bunch of stories because what's in it for the reader. So it should be, I mean, I could publish almost any type of book, but if a realtor wanted to just get something done within the next couple of months, I would say what you normally say to your clients. And most of the realtors that I work with, they want more listings because they're at that level. They don't, you know, they're not like just starting out wanting to drive around with buyers 25 hours a week, right? Mm -hmm. So when you can do a book that has both for buyers and sellers, but a lot of them want books for sellers. And so it's, you know, how to prepare your home for sale, uh, curb appeal, different things like that, right? And then in each one of those, when you say how to prepare your home for sale, you might say, here's a bunch of steps that you need to take. And then, you know, there's the story about John and Jessica, they were preparing the home for sale. The reason why I like them to include stories about their clients is like, you're subtly saying, here's where something went wrong and I stepped in and saved the day. But you don't actually say those words in the book, but the reader feels like, okay, other people have worked with her, other people like her, this is what she did. It shows how you show up and who you are as a realtor. So right. that's why the stories always have to be client focused and not just about the realtor themselves. I mean, it does show who they are though, because people will choose them. They'll come to them ready to sign and just say, yeah, as a matter of fact, I have a story. <laughs> Let me share a story with you. Yeah, absolutely. There's a realtor um, named Russ Kreshi. He did one of my multi-author books. I do multi-author books where we interview like 15 different realtors and each have one chapter in a book. It's a really quick way to get published. So he had one chapter in a book and he, he had a listing presentation with a woman and she at that presentation, she told him, I'm interviewing three other people. And he's just like, oh great, and I have to go first. You know, he didn't want to be first. Yeah. But she, he, when he was leaving, he said, you know, listen, I know you're, you're really busy. You probably don't have a lot of time to sit around and read books, especially a book about real estate, but I wanted to leave this with you and uh, if you had a chance to look at it great. If you have any questions, let me know. Just very subtle and not like I wrote a book, you know, nothing like that. So she called him the next morning and she said, I read your chapter last night and I'd like you to come by and list my house. I'm not going to interview other people. And it works so well because it shows them who you are. 
on a different, in a different way. And they can find you on Amazon. And I just, I just think the book is the most important thing a realtor can do. So it really gives them that prominence, that street credit, mm -hmm. that kind of, you took yeah. the time to write a book. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The authority, right? Deal. We even have pre-written real estate books that people can literally just change how they want it to be and put their picture on the front cover and mm. give them out at um, listing or at uh, open houses or have mm -hmm. it on display in their office or, and mm -hmm. you know, there's so many things you can do with a book as a realtor. It just, it's amazing. Well, this is, that was, I was going to get to that. Cause I was like, I'm thinking, okay, if, if there's a way, through my course and, and, or being, being a Forex agent, being part of our community. And is there a way that, that, and, and this is something we can talk about and definitely talk about. And I believe that I think the answer is yes, but basically what is it? Is a, is a, is it four versions of something that are applicable to different things? Is there one that can be used for example, for farming, mm -hmm. for farming a neighborhood? Now, rather than knocking on the door and everything, I know I can go on Facebook and I can determine a neighborhood and I can determine a target market. Yeah. And, but I can maybe appeal to them and say, Hey, wouldn't this book be great for you to learn something about blah, 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 blah in real estate. Mm -hmm. And by the way, there's a bunch of stuff about your neighborhood too. Did you know this about your neighborhood? Or maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Put some stuff in there. Mm -hmm. And that becomes a lead generation for them to, put their email address and name in and say, yeah, I want to, I want to get, you know, market reports on a quarterly basis from you. And, you know, you start to lead into all of a sudden now, now you're not, you're not delivering stuff. You're not having to print paper and deliver it. You're actually delivering to the people who say they want it. I have something to say about that. Okay. Super. <laughs> so, um, I love the farming. I love the farming uh, aspect you're talking about for sure. I think uh, if you were to just send, let's say you, your farming area was 200 houses, I wouldn't want you to send 200 books out unasked for because it's no, expensive. No, not at all. Yeah. No. So you could run a Facebook ad to those areas and say, ask me how you can get a free copy of my book or exactly. buying and selling. I would love to give you a free copy of my book. And then you never, ever, ever give out the PDF. Yes. Everybody wants to because it's cheap and it's quick, but you, get them to fill out a lead form that has their email address, their phone and their phone number, call them up like an old fashioned over yep. 40 year old yep. and, uh, and say, Oh, where do you live? Oh, you live over on uh, main street. I'm going to be by there tomorrow afternoon. If it's okay with you. I'd love Deliver to drop the book. Absolutely. Money and time. And then you meet them in person and you say, Oh my gosh, you've got a chihuahua. So do I, or whatever you find. And yep. with them, you know, totally. Blah, blah, blah. You know how it works. So, um, this, and if you do a regular newsletter in that farming area, I would highly recommend you get a cop a picture of the front cover of your book. Put that in everything. Yeah. Put it in all your existing print ads. It doesn't cost you a cent to just alter your masthead or whatever on your, your print ads that you do anyways. Mm -hmm. Still advertising in the newspaper, but you could do a postcard campaign really cheap. You could do, um, is it, I think it's in the U S and it's called every door direct, but whatever it's called, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. unaddressed ad mail, you could do that. Yeah. And just, have like there's the guy with the book oh yeah he's the guy with the book oh honey look it's the guy with the book you know you want to see them want them to see you yeah the book over and over again that's yeah. super that's fantastic my brain is going crazy on that do you i had someone i ran i ran a, an ad campaign for her which I, normally i don't do but i just loved her and she she i wanted her to succeed and so i ran an ad campaign for her and she said like it just literally said ask me how you can get a free copy of my book and i had to fill out a little form yeah and she's like stop it's too much i'm getting too many leads I'm like, oh. 
It is everyone. It's a high quality problem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> high quality problem for sure. That's awesome. See, people people do brochures all the time, right? They do these little brochures, and they should. And not everybody does. And 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 but you know they go to do it and create a brochure. Now what do they do in the brochure? It's a brag. It's a brag paper, right? So they're just bragging about their company and they're bragging about themselves and their successes. To me, that's white noise now in the world. It is. Yeah, it gives a little bit of credibility for sure. And I, and I think it should be snuck in there or whatever, but, but it should, that's not what the whole content of it should be. I, I don't think that you talk about what is the number one thing? Relationship. Yeah. Right? And so that, that was my question. I was like, okay, so people are going to do maybe a little book. And, then, and sometimes the books can be about how-tos because now it's valuable or whatever, yeah. and then have some anecdotes. I'm kind of summarizing in my brain right now and working out in my brain as I'm talking, so pardon me. But no, I think we think alike. I get it. I'm, I'm with you. I'm picking <laughs> up I'm putting down. Yep, yep. Yeah. But, you know, kind of having how-tos with anecdotes from stories to kind of solidify why those how-tos are there, mm-hmm. and which is great. makes a lot of sense. But for, them, for, the, for the client to get to know that person, something about them that, that may be interesting and, and maybe a past that is interesting or what they did before or why, you know, who they attract in their business and why and all that kind of stuff. Um, if someone's going to do a brochure, they should do almost like a story about themselves, really. If it's just a brochure, yeah. it should be about getting to know them as opposed to how, how great they are, right? Yeah. I listen. I, 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 you know, I'm professional. I, you know, I you know, I, I'm accountable. Yeah. Those are minimum standards actually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, what you return phone calls. Oh my God. Oh, wow. Good. Yeah. You get good service. Okay. Yeah. That's expected, you know, yeah, exactly. and a <laughs> but, free, free home evaluation. Oh yeah. So does everyone. Right. No one has ever charged, <laughs> Yeah. yeah but yeah. So anyway, that, so that was, so, you know, in that, would it, would it be beneficial for someone to tell story in there about themselves a little bit or do you, yeah. is that not the place for that? I think it's really important for people to know that you had a past before you became a realtor because it could yeah. be, you know, I was a nurse. I love taking care of people. I hurt my back, which is my mom's story. And then I became a realtor or I was in the mortgage industry and then when the economy crashed, it broke my heart and I really wanted to help people and, or whatever. I'm military, right? Like my American clients, a lot of them are past military. And so I think in the introduction of the book, you could talk about who you are and why real estate matters to you, why you're passionate about it. I ask people all the time when they start the book, what do you love about real estate? And that can go into the introduction. Then you yeah. kind of have the how to's, but in each of the how to's, each of the, like I was saying before, like preparing your home for sale and uh, mm-hmm. getting it ready for uh, showings and all that kind of stuff, have stories in there. Mm-hmm. Um, they're your client's stories, but they also show how you interacted with your, with your clients. Mm, um, that's interesting. And, and usually at the beginning of the book, I like to have what people are saying about Kelly Johnson. And then you have testimonials. So it's not just you saying I'm reliable. It's John and Jessica Smith saying yeah. he is yeah. so reliable. He never let us down. We loved working with him. We've referred him to all of our friends and family. So mm-hmm. the reader reads that and goes, oh, he's actually the real deal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I really like that way better than you saying I'm reliable and I'm honest and I'm hardworking. Like it, it, nobody even would believe it anyways. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying it's not true, but it's just yeah. like blah, blah, blah. Like it is. Noise, right? Yeah. 100%. Very cool. Very cool. So that, that actually clarified a lot for me there. So I understand that now. Yeah. That's super. That, there's a definite advantage to that. And mm-hmm. if I could figure out how to systematize that through our system, to the people that we're training, 
and make that one of their value propositions, I think that'd be very, very cool. Yeah, you mean asking for refer asking for testimonials? Well, definitely doing that. I, uh, you know, we're working on video testimonial stuff, but but yeah. basically the no to to implement that one like four X agents yeah. who go through the course at the end of it. That's one of the things they do. Mm -hmm. That's great. Is they put a book together and then they learn how to implement that into their business building strategies. Oh, absolutely! Such a great marketing piece. Yeah. And plus, then they have their name on Amazon. People can look them up and go, "Oh my gosh, your book is yeah. on Amazon." They don't yeah. actually realize how easy it is to get a book on Amazon. Like I find it easy because I've done it hundreds and hundreds of times, you know? Yeah. So yeah. it's that extra credibility. So what is different in the world of publishing now that has kind of allowed you to do this? Like what you're doing is genius. Oh, thank you. Like I, I think about that and I go, wow, you've got a talent. And, and, I, and I think I heard you on another podcast say something like, you know, the average person who writes a book if they, if they sell 200 books, that's kind of it. Like the, the, yeah. to, to write a book and think you're going to sell a million copies and be on the New York Times bestseller list is almost like, that's like trying to make it in the NHL, right? Like it, I know. <laughs> it's very so, rare. So yeah. just own that, know that, yeah. Yeah. and then figure out how to leverage the book in order to create more business, get more credibility, like other ways to your audience is that kind yeah. of so so the, but there's been a change in the world of publishing and stuff it was before, oh you know, absolutely it's changed yeah. so much what what you can do now is is do what's called print on demand so amazon has a back end where you upload your the interior file of your book and they hold it for you in cyberspace anytime someone goes to amazon they buy your book and amazon prints one copy and ships it to them so your, wow. your buyer thinks there's a warehouse full of books, but there's no warehouses full of books. I mean, very rarely are there any books that are just sitting around. And yeah. you know what used to happen with with uh, people like you know realtors and life coaches and people who wanted books is they would kind of get sucked into working with companies that would insist that they buy a thousand copies of the book and say, oh no no, here's how it works. They'd have a great sales team saying it's going to cost you ten thousand dollars, you get a thousand books. It's awesome because you can sell it for $20 each. You're going to make $20,000. Well, the problem is they have 990 books on their garage for the next 10 years. Um, yeah. And so it's much better to do print on demand. I always tell people never have more than 100 books on hand, ever. Yeah. Uh, the nice thing, too, is that when I go speak somewhere, uh, I can just order a bunch of books and ship them to wherever I'm speaking because I do not like hearing books on my carry on my or my, my yeah. that happened. I went to the Muskokas in October and I had or September I had to bring books with me. Only 20 books, but they weighed so much. Um, so so that's the biggest thing is the print on demand. And and it and it really, really upsets me to see people kind of getting sucked into these these very, very expensive, many, 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 many thousands of dollars uh, contracts mm -hmm. with so-called publishers where you don't need to be doing that anymore. It's very cost effective now. To have mm. your own book, and uh, and I always say, you know, once once the book is done, then all the really exciting stuff happens after that. So I, I I caution people to really, you know, agonize over their book for five years. It's such a waste of time. But the most yeah. important thing is know what you want, know what you want the book to do for you, get your book done, and then you can use it in so many ways for marketing your business. Right. Yeah. So yeah. all you four Xers out there. There's an exciting thing coming on right now. This is, this is something that I think is game changing for a lot of realtors who really want to leverage their experiences and, and, and get themselves to be prominent in their own community. The number one thing was reputation. Yes. Oh, yeah. Reputation, reputation takes time to build. Mm -hmm. 
in 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 regular circumstances you know it's day to day it's 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 mouth mouth to mouth it's it's organic building yeah. reputation you don't just suddenly have reputation yeah but doing things like having a book behind you can really i think accelerate that ability to gain reputation within a neighborhood within a community within an area yeah yeah because it's also about credibility and in in one of the books that i wrote i talked about perceived credibility and how having a book gives you perceived credibility you might not actually be credible but but people <laughs> think oh the, this person has a book on amazon i can see his picture on it or yeah. this person has a book like i dropped off a book this person has a book, and it's really like the thing about a paperback book that's so amazing is that it's a tangible physical item that someone has to they receive it in their hands. They put it on their coffee table. Someone else comes by and goes, oh, what's that? Oh, this realtor came by. Oh, can I take a look at that? A PDF is just sitting on your hard drive and nobody will ever look at it, right? So yes. that's like, you know, yes. people say, oh, well, I really want an Audible and a Kindle. And I go, well, you can do all that too, but you have to have a paperback, especially realtors have to have a paperback. Got to have paperback. Okay, that's awesome. So this was Suzanne Doyle Ingram. Go to prominencepublishing.com to learn more and look for it further in our course. We're going to have some more information about this. Somehow there's going to be some sort of link. There's going to be something going on. We'll let you know about it in future episodes and stuff. So thank you very much, Suzanne. Thank you. It was a pleasure to be on your show. I really appreciate your time. That was fantastic. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that last episode. Here's the reality that you may or may not know. The top 20% of real estate agents take home 80% of the money out there, while the bottom 80% are fighting over 20% of the scraps that are left. Do you have a desire to be in the top 20%? If you're working hard and not sustainably making six figures of income and beyond, the problem is not you, it's your system. I struggled for years until one day the light bulb came on and I figured out how to simplify the real estate business. If you want to learn my secrets that anyone can implement immediately that I still use every day that pays me multiple six figures every year, go to 4xformula.com right now. That's 4xformula.com. The number 4xformula.com. Four